0: The views expressed on this Turnbuckle Tabloid live stream or Turnbuckle Tabloid podcast episode do not reflect the views, thoughts, or opinions of the RageWorks brand, including the RageWorks podcast network, RageWorks content partners, advertisers, and affiliates. Viewer and listener discretion is advised.
1: What's up? I'm RGT85, and you are listening to Turnbuckle Tabloid.
2: Turnbuckle
3: Tabloid.
4: Three, two, one...
0: Hola, sucios y sucias. I know you've heard of Dr. Seuss. Well, get ready, world, because the lyrical masterpiece is here with Dr. Sucia. That's me. Yes, I was inspired by one of the first books by Dr. Seuss. It's called The Pocket Book of Boners. Oh, a bitch could dream. So anyway... I sat down in front of my laptop after one night when my boyfriend, Carlos, decided to run away with the maid, who we call Pedro, down to Miami, who ended up being a cokehead and stealing half of my jewelry and some of my... Okay, that's, that's another story. In any case, once I sat down in front of the laptop, I was inspired. No hola, right? So the first book I came up with was called The Cat and the Fabulous Hat. I see, right? It sounds nice. That bitch will scratch your eyes out. Here's one part of the book. Yes, I do dress in drag, but I am not a... Oh, my. I can lay on a mat leg spread. Be skinny or fat, but never fat because I got to stay slim for my new boyfriend who's coming around. But I am the cat with the fabulous hat. You should see it when I go to the clubs. It is amazing. So that sounded good, right? I know, right? ¡Qué Lindo. So I was also able to put together other books. This is not the only one. The other one I came up with was the Grinch that stole everything. Ooh, this one is fierce Because it's like around the holidays It's about this guy named Carlos Who had this other guy named Pedro And they end up going to Miami And becoming cokeheads after stealing all my shit and, oh, oh, I'm sorry I did it again Anyway, I also was inspired by other books Like, instead of Green Eggs and ham, I had Huevos Velde y Jamón It's about these two guys Who live in San Francisco One day a lawyer, the other one day a doctor And they... B- yeah, hey, that might be another adult book too, but but still kids could love it too, right? Oh, and there's another one I made called One Fish, Two Fish, That Bitch, What Bitch. Ooh, that one is scandalous, girl. You're not even gonna know it. It is fierce. Wait till you get to the end. It has like a plot twist, but it rhymes just like Dr. Seuss. So if you're into, you know, having good times reading to your children, and maybe you have a family in which, you know, son or daughter has two dads or two mommies, this might be the book for you. So take it from Dr. Sucia. Bye.
2: Dr. Sucia's books is now available in audiobook. You can get it at iTunes as well as your local Barnes and Nobles. This commercial is brought to you by
1: the regular season
3: sportscast. Girls, let's go. We got to go to dance.
2: This is good dad angel here. When I'm not taking my girls to dance, I'm listening to Turnbuckle Tabloid. Because I'm a move. Give me a fucking mic. Nice. Turnbuckle Tabloid. Cutting a promo. So I was reading an article this week uh, about how they're planning or want to break up The RK bro And I'm like Really? I I I always It always astounds me It always It always makes me Wonder why would you start Breaking up Like hot tag teams Me being a Big tag team guy myself. Uh, I've I've always said, why is it that tag team breakups have to be such a huge commotion? Why does it have to be such a traumatic experience? Why, is it, why does it have to be something so major? Why can't we just have tag teams just shake hands and say, I'm going a different direction? It's always got to be something of a heel turn or something. You know what? It's always a fucking heel turn. Always got to be. Miz, I think, is the king of the heel turns when it comes to his tag teams. I never understand why it has to be this way. One of the uh, best breakups of a tag team, and I know many people were upset by it because they were like, well, it was stupid. But not knowing the backstory and also how it will later play out was when Team 3D was broken up because they did it via the draft. But it's always something to the, along the lines to where it's uh, never like that buildup. We just saw Rhea Ripley and, and, and Liv break up. Rhea turned on her. You saw like a slow simmer of her unhappiness, but I never understood the whole aspect of why rush it so fast. JD asks, "It makes sense, but only if you're putting Riddle into the main event picture, since Randy is pretty pretty much going to be part time." Uh, Bender Britt says, "It's always a big risk, but sometimes it pays off. And some example, it works for both guys, but usually." works all better for one of the guys more than the other yeah but when have we seen instances that it worked out for both guys i think they've always ridden that wave especially in wwe where they looked at the uh prototype of these breakups when it was the rockers when sean and marty broke up and they thought that was such a big a long lasting kind of uh, effect that occurred that you could always Think that you could either emulate it Or repeat it and it's like no One became a megastar And one became A delusional fucking crackhead Who believes that he could fuck his daughter I don't know um, Allegedly uh, Henry says One of the best breakups was the Steiner Brothers and I'm still and even that I look at that and I go why I, I, I'm, I'm watching Um I'm watching the uh, uh, um, wrestling bios and um, and and, and uh, OSW, and they were talking about that that tale, and even that blow off was horrible. It, it's always got to be
1: that exclusive um, kind of let's separate the
2: two because you know. Um, uh, we could bank on one and the other. We saw this with as recently as with heavy- heavy machinery. maybe okay, Otis was the the likable one, the guy that they saw potential in, and Tucker was mm, an asshole maybe okay, but even that you you may you turned the wrong guy because Otis ended up being a fucking heel. I know he was a fun lovable guy, but he turned out to be a fucking A and you know what you end up doing? Putting him in another fucking tag team. Same thing with 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 Rhea. Rhea and um and Nikki ASH Nikki turned heel. We haven't seen her since. Like, what the fuck? I go through my years of, of watching wrestling and I'm saying uh did the British Bulldogs have a bad ending? Dynamite just went away. And Davy Boy just smoked crack, I guess. I don't know. Um Heart Foundation went away. I know probably due in part to injuries and such, but it went away. Edge Christian, good one. Another one. They just had their moment, and that was it. I never, I never really understood why it has to be this rush to to break up these taxes, and you know, and this is not the. They're not the only ones. R.K. capital is not the only one because already there's. uh blood in the water when it comes to the street profits. They're ready to break them up. Now mind you, Montez is the star. He is the he is the guy out there that that looks like is going to be the um the Shawn Michaels of the group. And I get that. But why do we have to always have it to be like something so drastic? I I'm 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 trying I'm I'm trying to look at other instances. I'm trying to think of other instances to where it's just really wasn't necessary. Like I said, Miz has fucking turned on every fucking tag team that he had. Why would why would anyone tag with him who the fuck knows? Like I you know it's going to end badly. Um Triple H is, I mean, Triple H has never been, like, considered a, a tag team kind of guy. But, you know, anybody who's paired up with him, just get ready because he's going to fuck you over. I'm such, like, a, a fan of long standing tag teams. And I also think about it uh, because of what's upcoming as well in AEW where they have Dax and Cash wrestling each other for the Owen Hearts tournament and I know that it was them who put this together and they wanted this match to happen but I also say like you could have booked that so much better you could have put them in, in preliminary matches had them um, wrestle through maybe the first round and then see each other in the second round But it's it's still, it's just, why is there such a need for this? And he, and not only tag teams, even factions. I'm thinking about the Shield has such a good fucking run, and they were still riding high at the time. Evolution, the same way. Um, every year you had a Bullet Club fucking defection. Somebody was turning on somebody. It was like almost every fucking year. You... I'm trying to remember when we saw that happen with the Horsemen. Like, you never seen Arn and fucking Rick beat the shit out of somebody to tell them to get the fuck out of the Horsemen, unless you know I'm mistaken. Somebody, somebody could correct me on that. But <laughs> all right, Ben, the oddities. Of course, they, 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 they were the faction the whole year. I get it. Uh. Uh, we 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 know that those guys just uh, was the anticipus of what a faction was.
1: I mean, you you you
2: you you, you never seem to embrace it. I and I and I had conversations with people who are in the business where, although they're um, utilized because of. Uh, booking talent and because of uh, the time that they fill. But not many promoters are fans of tag teams because it's all about the money, how to pay them off, and how it's divvied. But tag team wrestling has been the quintessential backbone of fucking wrestling for the longest time. And with that, you still have the riding hide you know tag teams who are drawing money but yet you're still in your mind going okay how the fuck are we going to break them up did we ever see demolition break up i think we saw the 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 road warriors a legion of doom whatever you're going to call them they break up because of hawks um Hawks uh, uh, uh his demons his addictions and shit like that but as per wrestling wise no Midnight didn't break up what they did was that due to money restraints and due to injuries and stuff they just brought in another guy who slid right in these days they, everyone believes that the, the, the turn is the money and you find out a lot of times that people are like Ugh, really this is what we're doing. Yeah, the radicals did pretty well. Um, hell, I me- I remember um, uh, London and-, and Kendrick was 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 a, a solid tag team as well. But these days, everything is the pivotal who will turn on who. You're like these guys, they're not even in the tag team for. For six months, and they're like, uh-oh, writing's on the wall, got to get rid of them. We got to gotta push somebody forward. I only say this because, like I said, I'm such a fan of taxing wrestling, and it annoys me that I'm not sure whether it's the promoters, the bookers who want to do this, or do, do they get a sense of the – The fan base and now especially with social media that's like oh this tag team needs to break up already like right now on Raw we're seeing the 20th anniversary of Randy Orton in in wrestling and I'm waiting for the Twitter fingers to go oh is this where Randy turns on Riddle no not yet because you know they still have the big match hat coming up for the um, unification that's when it'll happen it'll happen at uh, WrestleMania Backlash but the best part about it would be that people go, "No, nah, it's Riddle this time. Riddle's going to be the one that 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 that's to be the the turn." I don't know, man. I like I said, me being such a big tag team guy, I'm happy with the fact that I could see tag teams go for such a long time. Hell, remember when the Briscoes? They didn't break up. They just did their singles run for a bit, and it was fine jay was going for the for for the world title and um mark was going for the t v titles and shit like that and that's cool. you don't need a full fledged breakup they could people could still do their own shit and come back and kick ass and get fucking tag titles or go for tag uh, tag runs i think we uh, in society we are so set with the fact that doom and gloom is coming so we might as well prepare for it and we'll just like say fuck it this turn is going to happen so might as well prepare for it i'll be the one to tell you especially with this rk bro thing i was the f- like the first one i was out here even in, if you listen to the early episodes where i said this is tr- fucking trash like i don't get this shit at all i don't understand it uh but it grew on me, and that's what it's supposed to be. Certain tag teams are supposed to grow on you. <laughs> Oski is like, if private party breaks up, we all know who's going to going back to uh, HOG from the team. Oof, oof, wow. Um, but it's like we are so set in our mind that we can't see teams that are working. And you know, Randy has even said that this is probably the best time that he's been having at wrestling because it's not a lot of pressure and he's having a good time. Having fun. And you see that with a lot of tag teams. They just look like they work well together. They gel together. One of the best tag team matches I've seen recently was Briscoes versus FTR. Can you imagine if one of those fucking turned into a uh uh, break up, it would have diminished everything. Well, you know, the Young Bucks kind of fucked that one up at the end of that match as well, but that's another story. I didn't even
4: know I had
2: the fucking thing. Hold on. Turbo who's this?
1: Hey, uh, I heard someone. Who, who's talking shit about me, son? And who are you? I heard that. Um, who in the comments said Isaiah Cassidy is going to go back to H- House of Glory?
2: Olsky, that's got to be the worst Isaiah Cassidy impression I've ever heard. Yeah, it's pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's, it's bad. pretty awful.
2: What's going on, everybody? What's going on, everybody? Olski coming in from the uh, now um, uh, uh, designated fucking Disney
1: World. You guys, <laughs> you guys are looking no, like you're going to you have. Uh, right now, I'm on, right now, I'm on, it's a small world, so I, and, I, and we, have good, we have good Wi-Fi on this ride, so that's why I'm giving a call. Shit!
2: So not only that, you guys are uh, looking like a DeSantis is going to fuck you over with your own uh, government. It Looks like that's going to be no longer anymore.
1: I know. I heard. Um, yikes! I don't care if my rent goes up. Everything else, it's like eh, whatever. I uh, don't think I'll fuck up my rent.
2: Your favorite <laughs> tag team, <of laughs> team of all time. Your favorite
1: tag team of all time. It's, it's got to be um, got to be the Hardy Boys.
4: You know
2: it sucks because it I was be, act, I was actually waiting you waiting for you to say Jay and Olski.
1: I mean, well, you you and me are the um, the, we or more of a faction. You know what I'm saying? We started a whole new. Uh, <laughs> we started a wave. <laughs> yeah, we started we started a wave out here, so we're 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 a, we're a faction. But in terms of tag teams, I got to give it to like. Like when I think of my childhood, I think of like the Hardy Boys coming back. I think of um, uh, Paul London and Brian Kendrick. Um, like teams that actually like came up together. Uh, I, but I but I heard I heard your point, on, um, and that's why I gave a call because I I think I think we we do I think that, I think that needs to be discussed more. You can't you can't invest in a tag team. When all you're when when you're just gonna when you're just waiting for the pin to drop and you're waiting for them to break up. Right. If you do that, then you're never you're never gonna appreciate the team for what it is. Right. And I truly don't think RK Bro should break up. I actually, like I said, I was on the same bandwagon with you. I thought it sucked ass, but now I'm sitting here going, "This is probably the most fun I think Randy has had in his whole career." And it shows. And Riddle's getting clout from it. Riddle looks great, and I think it's benefiting both guys. And can we actually have a tag team that lasts more than a year? I'd appreciate it. Maybe the tag division would actually have some. Uh, maybe the tech division would actually have some honor if we actually had tag teams like the Viking experience and and uh, uh, who else? Uh, FTR even over an AEW like teams that like actually don't call it quits so early. Right. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. I, mean, I think that's the problem with tag team wrestling nowadays. We don't get. We don't. We don't support the teams that we even have.
2: Yeah, I, I'm, I'm more along the line to say like you know what's the big payoff are we doing it for a shock value or are we doing it to build a superstar like what's the point i think the point should be to build a superstar like
1: um, you know riddle and riddle and and randy the day they do end up parting waves and if randy does do the 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 turn that everyone thinks is going to happen like legend killer style the goal better be to get, get, get riddle it's that main main picture a um, better, a better, and the goal in mind better be, which I think it is, because like you know, Randy, Randy is very selfless nowadays. Mm-hmm. I do think the goal is to push, riddle up to main event status, and uh, I know I can't believe, can't believe him saying that because a year ago I was interviewing the guy as he was enjoying the the life of House of Glory at the Indies, but yeah, I, I think that the goal better be to push up the the, the, the up star. star. Um, like I, I mentioned, the private party comment. On Facebook, because it's a good point that like if they were to break up, it's because they see maybe AW or creative sees a star in one of them. And Jim Jim Cornette even said it himself: Mark Quinn could be a superstar. I think I, I, uh, by himself. And no offense to Isaiah, but the breakup has to matter. And in, in some cases, some of them just shine by themselves, and there's a possibility of creating a superstar. So it better matter if their breakup happens. It better matter. It better create. A new superstar, like you said, or a better, um it, or maybe they see potential in both of them in singles, like the briscoes They break up and they both do their own thing mid card and, and main title. Like, it needs to matter. It, 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 it either matters, or it's Vince saying, ah, they, they faced Mikey's experience 25 times. Uh, we have nothing else for them. Just break them up.
2: Well, we already know that one is going to go to uh Dynamite and Rampage, and the other one's going to be on Dark Elevation. So we
1: already know what that is going to happen at. <laughs> That is true. But, like, it just has to matter. Like, I'm sick of everyone complaining about the tag division on, on WWE, which I find pretty funny in the news this week that FTR possibly in talks to come back, and it's like, oh, look who the cattle called, or whatever the kettle the called black, whatever the fuck the term is. Oh, looky here. Well, of I mean, course, listen, that's right? not, not anything new. I mean,
2: this is something that occurs in the business all the time. They just go out, look at Drew McIntyre. They get rid of Drew, gets rid of him, becomes huge in fucking the indies and the other
1: shows. They bring them back.
2: So that, that's, not, that's
1: not anything new. I know, but FTR was big, like, fuck you. like You know what I'm saying? like Drew didn't do that. Drew got fired. like He he won this day and he, he realized that what he did wrong. Like, FTR was more like, yeah, I'm leaving. The television division sucks. Fuck this company. like, And now look who's coming back. Or who wants to do want anyway. Well, I, nah, I don't think they want to. So. Right. I think
2: WWE just likes them, and they're pursuing it. But, you know, it's, look. It's the nature of the beast and now that we have that availability where we could do that, especially for tag teams where um we've all heard stories that Vince is not a huge tag team guy, but it helps to
1: know that he, he was though. Back in the day he oh, was yeah, he I, was. I I don't know what click we're into he's like, nah, I um I I truly believe that the the tag title should be it should be one title on both brands. And to be honest, I'm I'm not gonna lie. Like I'm a big fan of the brand split. Don't get me wrong, but the title unification idea I think is needed. Like I think I think all titles need to unify. I don't think there's enough talent created on the brands to have two of each. I think that there's not enough tag teams to have two title right. belts. No, I, no I agree with that. that I... I, like like that needs to be done like like these belts need to be unified and there should be one tag team champion for both brands and face and they should have like a ranking style where like the top rank on both brands faces them at the pay-per-view like there there has to be a better way because the the, the reason one of the reasons why i fell out of love of wrestling is be, is because of that because there's two champions on each brand so it doesn't matter like i'm sorry like when Roman Reigns was champion, the person who was champion on Raw didn't matter. Right. No offense to Biggie or anyone, but right. it just they weren't relevant because Roman was such a big star.
4: Right. So
1: I think I think it's time. I think it's way time for the tag division to do it, and I think that I think that it, it's showing with Roman that it just works. Well, you know
2: that the world is different now because now you got to every show and every network has to have their own champion because it's like, well, you know. Um, You can't just keep all your title belts on your one side. We need one as well. So this is why I've I've always said that, okay, Um, give a unification title, tag team title to whatever, and the other belt will be a TV title that you only defend on fucking TV shows. How about that?
1: Right. Yeah, there has to be a wing. And
2: they have to to volley from every
1: show, so you're always seeing something. I I agree. Yeah. I Well, first off, I think nowadays, because the live events have gone away and like, the, the, the 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 needy schedule that WWE used to do is lesser, I truly think that if you're a champion, you should be on both shows, no question no. Oh, yeah, no, definitely. No, no question no. That, yeah. ask, nothing. That's what you, and, that's and what you and work you, for. And, and if and if, and if, and if you want to grind and if you want to be the champion and you want to get that pay bonus, you should be on both shows, no question no.
2: I'm more inclined with and the fact I, that uh, I think that
1: would solve the problem.
2: I, I, I'm more inclined, like I said, um, get rid of like the unify the, the 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 separate belts and just add more different belts. Like like I said, they do it in Japan. They did it for fucking in NWA. They did it in WCW. They just I, added more belts.
1: I would even I wouldn't even be opposed to like like, like the idea you're making where like you make one tag team champion on one brand and it's kind of like the cruiserweight championship where it's like, if you want to see tag team wrestling, you'll you come to raw. And if you see, if you want to see like the TV title, go on the line, you go to SmackDown. Like there's not, a, it's not enough talent. I'm sorry. I know we complained. Oh, WWE is too much. And listen, now I'm saying that there's not enough. Well, it's it's different, teams, enough nah, it's different with tag teams. No, it's different with the tag team care.
2: division. That's what it is. It's different with the tag team division because
1: even when I'm doing my,
2: yeah. um, WWE 2K22, wink, wink, nod, nod. Um,
1: I'm looking what, at the tag. The way, GMO, is, GMO is so fun. It's better now, right? Yeah, I like it. All yeah.
2: right, I um. Now that I that that I'm looking at the tag teams that are on
1: there, I'm going
2: shit. They really don't have much. They don't have shit. Not,
1: the only tag team I think that matters on 2K is fucking um, Montez Ford and fucking Dawkins.
4: All right.
1: And even that, I'm like, fuck. Like, I uh, and, and like, I, I see be trying. I mean, like, the, the whole Angel Garza and 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 Umberto team is pretty cool. Los Losarios. Like, yeah, and the Viking experience is a good, really reliable, reliable team to have, and and like those teams are good, but like, there's not enough for me to kick. Or
4: right,
1: the tag division, and plus, get those red and blue straps, the Fuck out of well, here! What... You can't take it. You can't take a championship series if it looks like a fucking fruit roll up. Um, well, look at look at, look
2: at look I'm, at I'm what, even... look at what 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 Henry said. Henry says get rid of the taxi titles with the uh, extra large quarters in the buckle, <laughs> that uh, big dude, ass W. No, I like my championship true, like, titles dude. to look like championship titles. I I, I was watching um, OSW this week when they were doing Halloween havoc, and when you saw Goldberg come out with that belt, you go, "Fuck, that's a belt, that's a championship right there." Yep.
1: And that's why I like AW right now because, like you know, Yeah, I'm tag titles are nice. Those are beautiful. Yeah, those tag titles tag are, nice. are beautiful. And when they when someone wins them, I'm like, they just got a nice piece of hardware. Whoever wins the tag belt, I feel like they're they they're they're. It's more of a punishment that they have to carry around those big pieces of shit around the luggage as fucking <laughs> luggage. Like honestly, like. It's like, oh, I need to carry this piece of shit around now to JetBlue. Like, it, it doesn't look good. I would throw
2: them shits in a truck where, they, where they're bringing the rings in and fucking put it right yeah, there. Yeah, just them in with them. I mean,
1: like, I don't want to carry this shit. Exactly. Like, see, that's a big problem, too. Like, I think the tag team depth isn't good right now. I think that it needs to unify. Um, But I know the conversation was breakups. And uh, I do want to get back. I do want to, like, just mention... My favorite tech team is the Hardy Boys and the yes, They have broken up multiple times. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just want to give a quick shout out to Matt Hardy because he's a pussy. And I don't know if you saw on TikTok and, uh, and online. I used to love Matt Hardy. He's my favorite wrestler. I love the guy. Now he's going on TikTok posting all these things with Rebby on her TikTok saying like, oh, it was Vince's fault that I burned the, the, the dog or like I burned the, the house in Storyline. Huh? Like remember, remember when... Yeah, yeah, Matt, yeah, yeah. Like, I know, what you're, about. In, yeah, like, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, Matt. Uh, Rebby going. Rebbie is like, what Rebbie is using her TikTok for uh, as clout to go up to Matt like when they're eating dinner, and it's like, hey Matt, can you can you tell the can you tell my viewers about that storyline where like the house burned down and Matt Matt all Matt says for all the the TikTok videos are yeah, it's Vince once again making look like a horrible person burning my brother's house and I didn't want to do it but I had to do it because WWE is a piece of shit. I'm like, dude, shut the fuck up, bro. Like seriously, like you you know damn well at the time you were like yeah it's pretty cool that'll get me some heat. Give me a break, bro! Wow. Like seriously, so like give like like, like like give me a break! Like and honestly, wow. I love Matt Hardy, but that's starting to piss me off, dude.
4: But
2: like,
1: he's always been like that kind of. Eh. And even the pyro, even the remember Jeff Hardy's pyro mistake. What and it blew up and all that shit. Yes, uh, on TikTok, Matt was like, Yo, I, once again, Vince being Vince, he wanted to injure my brother and make that a part of the storyline, and, and I had no say in it, but once again, uh, we did it because we felt like we had to do it, and it was forced, I'm like, oh, here we go, blah, 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 blah. shut up, dude. Oh my god. If it wasn't for Vince, you wouldn't have you wouldn't you wouldn't be here right now. Okay? Yeah, you,
2: you should, should right to this day you should be blowing Vince because he was the one that allowed you guys to wrestle at fucking seventeen years old when you weren't supposed to be on TV, although you lied and said that you were older. You were found out, but they still let you be on TV. So you should be giving him fucking head right now.
1: Right. Awful. Right. But no, you're on TikTok on your wife's TikTok because you're, you're pussywitch. And you have to and you have to make excuses for storylines that at the time, Henry, I yes, was pretty, fucking, pretty no. Hardys are
2: boring on AEW. And I hope the rumors are true that Jeff says he wants out because he doesn't want to be fucking demoted
1: <laughs> to AEW Dark. I agree. I hope those rumors are true, too. If I see Jeff them buy out Jeff and comes back, I will piss myself. Fucking ridiculous. I, wish, I, I just can't. Like, and when it comes to breakups, like I said, it has to matter. I know this is my closing statement. I don't know if you want to keep me on or whatever the case is Oh, need, no, because so.
2: I'm, I'm wrapping it up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, I just want—I you know, just wanted—I went a little rant there because I keep going. On, I'm scrolling on TikTok before I go to work, and I'm like, "Oh Matt what have you become? <laughs> you are a pussy with bitch, and all you do is moan and groan. Of course, every single time. And and, and Revy's no better. Rebby is no better. She goes up to him all the time, like when he's eating dinner or something. and It's like, hey, babe, do you, a, fa- a fan wants to know about the the time you did this? And he's like, oh yes, of course. The time Vince forced me to to uh, forced me to burn Jeff's dog in storyline. Yeah. Oh the days, oh the misery. I'm like, okay, dude, give me. I never heard you complain like this before. Give me a fucking break.
2: And this is Oski's rant on um uh, his uh on on never wanting to fucking see your idols become shitheads. <laughs>
1: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I used to love Matt Hardy, but now after he's whipped and happy with his with his with his brud, I, I'm just I'm just like I'm so over the the pointing fingers at WWE because you know one day he'll be back merging two. I'm like, nah, <laughs> bro, fuck you. <laughs> then does it, doesn't okay, it look sad you, to see your favorite you miss-
2: tag team guy, your favorite wrestler, look like a a a, a fucking an, a wannabe cool dad wearing an outfit that he wore.
1: In the fucking early two thousands? Yeah, he looks like so he's a, he's he's the typical dad I see at work with the fanny pack and the new balance is going to Disney World. Fuck you. Wearing baggy jeans and the fucking velvet fucking yeah, shirt. The,
2: yes. Stop it.
1: Yes, and the shirt that goes, This this is the most expensive trip ever. Like the, 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 the <laughs> generic fucking vacation shirt. The most magical and expensive place on earth. Like, give me a break. Like uh jeez. And I used to love Matt, but let me tell you, he needs to Fucking shut up! Man. <laughs> Seriously, all right, yeah, brother. That's, thank, that's my rant.
2: Thank you for finally calling in,
1: <laughs> hey man. Uh, I just got home. I mean, from work. I usually get out seven thirty. I I saw you were live. I'm, I'm I'm about to watch the um, the net get swept. I'm gonna I'm gonna switch. I'm switching between three shows right now. I'm watching Raw because I actually I don't know want to watch. Can you believe that? I know. That's weird. It's a step in the right direction. It's a step in the right direction, ladies and gentlemen. Uh Uh, I'm switching between Raw. I'm watching the Mets and the Cardinals game. and I'm watching the Nets hopefully get swept because Ben Simmons is a pussy. Is he playing or no? He's not playing, right? Nope. Nope, because he's a bitch. Oh, God. All right, my brother. Stephen Smith calls him the most pathetic sports athlete in history. I don't know because like, Kyrie's what? up there mm-hmm. these days too. Kyrie's a Ky, well, Kyrie yeah, He is. He is. Well, Stephen Smith on the first take today. He was like, so he said. Notice how I never said that Kyrie Irving is the most pathetic. He goes, no one tops Ben Simmons. I'm like, no, you're right.
4: Oh wait, uh, so. ben,
2: ben. Ben, of course, Ben always got to have the fucking list, and which curtails to um hardcore shit. Ben says as. Best tag teams coming up was the Dudleys, the Gangsters, of course, okay. the Eliminators, well, of course. the rotten's and the Pitbulls. The
1: last three are they like all the... sound like death metal hardcore bands <laughs> who, like go to see on <laughs> the side of what, Williamsburg, Brooklyn. <laughs> Those are the ones that they you'll was, see those those bands who fucking in the comedy club we went to on my birthday, yeah, fucking, those are the ones uh, that you'll man. see like
2: at the at the williamsburg pier like, shit like that. Yeah, and they, and then and they, and they, and
1: they sell five dollar whiskey sours
2: and they're opening I for mean, like yeah. ran they're opening for like rancid or some shit like that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or <kill>, switching gauge <laughs> yeah I, I, I don't know bro that, that list really ain't, ain't, ain't really ain't it, brother, but it's okay.
2: All right, bro. Love you, and uh we'll talk, we'll talk soon.
1: Yes, sir. Love you too. All right, everybody, see you later. Laters.
2: <laughs> Gonna post up on the Facebook page, guys. Uh, what was the most heartbreaking breakup for you guys, man? Um it, it, it we it wasn't to see uh Brutus the Barber beefcake and Greg the Hammer Valentine breakup. Um and what tag team should never break up That'll be another list that we put up there uh, Question that we put up there So guys, who have been watching on Facebook Thanks again for uh, taking your time and watching with us uh, Good looking out And uh, much more to come down This week we have a conversation with Devontae's, Who is going up against Dominic De Niro At a project codename Wrestling A match in which we here at Turnbuckle Tabloid Sponsored So you know you gotta watch that And uh, much much more guys So guys don't go anywhere, stick around, much more coming your way. And for you guys who was on Facebook, thanks for your partake.
1: Laters. This is Daniel Garcia and you're listening to Turnbuckle Tabloid.
2: apparently uh, you are uh associated with this new up and coming uh wrestling promotion that i am uh very proud of because i know many of the individuals who are part of it uh the likes of tj marconi chris cage and a certain individual that you have an upcoming match with as well friend of the show a long time friend of the show and um the reason why I I feel that I should have sponsored this match cuz although we're friends and uh uh in 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 the long in the long part um he looks like he should get his ass he should get his ass kicked and you look like the guy that can do it <laughs> so uh got I guy uh, Devante sitting in with us and um what 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 was it that immediately brought you into being a part of uh project Codename wrestling
3: I was contacted um, by uh, a couple of people out there that said, uh, you know, Dominic DeNaro handpicked me. He wanted to wrestle me. Um, set up the date basically. I seen, I you know, I knew a couple of guys that was on the card as well. So I'm like, oh, this sounds like uh something good. You know, a new opportunity, man, and you know more reps in the ring. So it was something you know that um uh, I was more than happy to do.
2: I mean. You do know that uh, Dominic could be a little bit slippery and tricky in the ring. So, uh, I, I, have you have you guys bumped heads before beforehand?
3: Uh, no, we never bumped heads before. I mean, I'm not worried about him being slippery in the ring. Uh, June 11th, he's gonna get his ass whooped. little <laughs> <Plain> to-, <laughs> to say he did. You know, I don't know if you know the backstory or not, but he ducked me. Uh, I was supposed to wrestle him a couple of months back. You know he got hurt and they put somebody in his replace you know they, they didn't tell me and they replaced him with somebody you know the 6 foot 6 dude that i had to go at it with man and um so dominic got i i think dominic i think i think dominic played me man and dominic got something coming to him june 11th. so you know i hope you in the building oh definitely
2: i couldn't make the last show because like i said they they found a way to um do these shows out On the outskirts of Jersey I'm I'm a New York City boy And okay. um, getting to Jersey could be a pain in the dick But for this one I said I'm going to make my way Because I, espe- I especially want to see Like I said, although he's a friend of mine I want to see him tossed around He needs some kind of um, Some time of schooling Because he's gotten yeah. a little bit too big For his britches lately
3: he a little cocky he a, little, he a little cocky, man <laughs> you know, but I'm going I'm to I'm give him a slice of that humble pie
2: with the, uh, the accent, I'm going to say you're from the Bronx.
3: Who no, knows, <laughs> Philadelphia? <laughs>
2: ah, the Philly, ah, Philly boy. That's just uh, the seventh borough. That's what we like to call it, the seventh That's borough.
3: Yeah. We, say, we, we say we New York sister, sister state. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, you pretty much have the same hangups and um, bullshit that we got on, but except uh, yeah. we do it in a larger scale somewhat yeah <laughs> how's it been uh uh growing up out there in philly i mean um I, I just had a friend of mine who recently moved out there he got married and he went to philly and i was like so you went from the bronx to philly wow that's a that's a that's a big uh that's a big uh step up for you that's a good... <laughs> but apparently he's in he's in the outskirts he's more like along the line where the uh the, the universities and colleges are so he's a little bit more um
3: comfortable there yeah, that's good, man. You know, you go to the counties, man. Um, growing up in Philly was fine. You um, know, obviously a little bit recently, you know, it's just a little. You got, it got it took a turn for the worst, man. But your boy moving to the outskirts is perfect, man. Um, I actually moved to the outskirts of, of uh, Philly too, cause that's a little, a little lot, a little, a little too much going on in the city right now. Obviously, you being from New York, you know what I'm talking oh, about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was funny because I I,
2: I had gone to Philly uh, two years ago before. Um, as a matter of fact, when AEW first kicked off, they had their, I believe their second big show was in um, was in Philly, uh, mm-hmm. and after the show, the first thing I wanted to do was go on the subway. I said I just want to go one stop because I'm a big subway guy. I was like I want to want to go on just one stop to see how it is to ride the train. And uh, my boy was like, Yeah, lucky you didn't do that. <laughs>
4: lucky <laughs> like, you didn't do that
2: <laughs> and uh it, 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 it's uh, it, it's not it's not the same as new york but um was wrestling always a thing for you growing up cuz you look like a guy that uh seems to see when i look at your size stature look i look like i look uh i look at you and i say this guy was made to be a tree surgeon you should have been a flower botanist or something like that uh was was it always wrestling or were you at, uh, uh entangled in other a- athletic
3: sports? I mean I did, you know, the, the 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 basketball, the football thing. Um um I grew up just the biggest wrestling fan, but you know, I I've said this in enough interviews, I had no intention on getting into wrestling. Um uh, my, what happened is my brother actually lived around the corner from um I don't know if you're familiar with Chikar.
4: Okay, um, yeah, definitely, the- yeah.
3: Yeah, lived, he lives right around the corner. And they had, like, a free workshop meeting. You know, I was trying to draw some kids into the school. and I got there, man, and I just got bit by the bug. And, um, you know, got there. I was always an athletic guy. And, you know, things just worked out for me. And um, that's how I got basically got into the business.
2: But a lot of times, like, people go in, they have the seminars, they have the open houses, and, you know, they see, you know, 75, 80 people coming in like, yeah, I, I'm I'm ready for this. I'm built for this. This is the life and I, I'm ready to do it. And mm-hmm. it dwindles down to only two or maybe sometimes even one who comes back the next day or two days after, uh, um, yeah. what, what, what was, what was the, the your first motivation to say like, yeah, I can do this.
3: Um, so for me, you know, I started wrestling late, like, like I started at 28. You know, and you got a lot of people that started like seventeen, eighteen. But you know, I kept saying to myself, I'm like, you know, listen. It, at some point, you need to just do something outside of the box. You know, you got a nice. I've always like said I've always been athletic. Try to do something outside of the box. I I always loved wrestling growing up. You know, I'm an attitude era kid. You so know, I w- grew up watching WCW, um, WWE. Obviously, I'm Philly, so ECW was in our backyard. Definitely, so, definitely. Yeah. So you know, um. I was like, man, let me just try something new, man. you about to be 30. You're going to be 30 in a year and a half. Just go try something new. And uh, I did. And obviously, you know, like I said, man, things just worked out for me, man. And as you said earlier, as far as the look, like I kept getting, man, you got a nice look. You got a nice look. You got a nice look. And, you know, opportunities, obviously working hard mm-hmm. and training, um, opportunities like from other wrestlers. Like, man, I want to get you on a road with me. I want to book you here. I want to do this. I want to do that. And things, fortunately, you know, fortunately just panned out
2: for me. But what you, you, like you said, you said you got in late. And, um, I mean, I'm, from what I see, that's not a body. That's not a physique that you just got from, like, you know, working as a nurse. <laughs> like, I mean, what was it that, uh-huh. that you were doing before 28 that at least was keeping you in shape? or What, what, what were the other odd jobs that she was doing to keep you, you know?
3: Yeah. I well, I, I would always go to the gym. I would always go to the gym. I was always a gym guy. Uh, things like that, like I always lift weights. Um, I I had like manual labor jobs for the longest, so I think you know working out I know, like At one point, I was working on a golf course in the summer, and, you know, hot, sweating, you know, lifting, and you know all, all of that stuff. So it, like kind of toned me up, and then on top of that, like my father. I get my belt from him. Mm. So, um, yeah, like that, I, I, genetics played a part of it.
2: Um, your, your shoot last name. Um, where does that divide from?
3: My, Oh, uh, it was, I, I don't know what I'm, a lot of people think I'm Spanish because of my last name. Right. Um, I'm not Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> just like you know, that was just you know, that was that, was, that was, uh, my grandmother's grandma, grandmother's grandmother's name is. I really couldn't give you a good answer on that, to be honest with you.
2: I get, It's funny because I can only imagine because I saw the name and I go, okay, I could go, I could see Dominican maybe, I could see that, yeah, I could see that,
4: <laughs> and I'm ready, I'm
2: prepared to go. Oh man, they're gonna me because we just had, yes. um, we just had. Uh, uh, Sebastian Cage and uh, uh, his partner on the show, and I was, it was like uh, Rosetta Stone on, <laughs> should should have been the advertisers on it. So I was like prepared to do it. I said, "You know what? No, let me not do that yet. Let me find out first what's his background." Yeah. But you said uh-huh. you, you said your dad always like you know kept you uh, um, in, 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 you know uh, um, to stay in shape and all that. As a kid growing up, you said you played ball. Was it uh, professionally? Not professionally, but you know competitively in school and stuff like that.
3: Yeah, it was high school. You know, I played high school uh, basketball, high school football, things like that. Um, wasn't good enough to you know make it in the college, but you know it was, you know, it was something. I was always sports kid. I was always that guy outside doing something. Man, I couldn't. I was never in the house. Man, um, playing ball to ten o'clock, after the, you know until it get dark. Come in, you know, summertime. Get ready for you know, play football, things like that, man. So. You know that
2: was that was definitely my childhood. Yeah, Philly's like um, Philly's like New York, man. Because like we mentioned earlier, that there's always that vibe of you know you get the hood shit, but you off, you also have a, a strong sense of of athleticism, sports. Like there's there's a basketball court like everywhere you can go. Uh, if you yep. guys wanted to play street ball, it's always there. Um, yep. It's it's always around you, but you know. It's kind of uh, off putting too, because sometimes not a lot of people in the hood uh, are wrestling fans. Like, yeah, so people look at you like, and of course they give you the, the, the cliche. You know, the shit's fake, right? But it's like, how is it that you were able to, you know, still balance off and then, um, enjoy wrestling? Because, you know, it's socially acceptable now. You see, you know, fucking the Milwaukee Bucks, they're doing fucking matches before, um, their games and shit like that. So how was it that it, it, it was for you growing up?
3: I mean, you know, um in the 90s as a kid, you know, uh every day, you know, you come on you come to school that Tuesday you talking about Raw, you talking about Nitro, you you know, you're talking about the pay-per-views, you're talking about things like that. And then you get to high school and it's a little bit unacceptable to still be a wrestling fan and things like that. And um I would say like around 2011 2012, like CM Punk got me back into wrestling. Like I was like, wow, like this Mm. guy kind of gave me those attitude era vibes.
4: Right.
3: So I started watching them, you know, and that's when I really got back into it. And then, um, you know, as as far as the socially, you know, unacceptable, you still get some of them people like you do that. You wrestle you you wear those little trunks. You do that (laughs) fake stuff. Like, I only if you knew if you knew how I felt. After some of these matches. I don't think you would be calling it fake. Yeah. You know, you don't understand the the the, the stuff that goes into this, the training that goes into this, you know. But you know, people speak it ignorantly when they don't really understand the situation. Same people who call
2: wrestling fake is the same people who who live and die by loving hip hop. Or oh, real housewives. Yep. Or oh, believe yep. that um Captain America can actually throw a shield and it bounces back to them. So. Yeah, exactly.
3: Exactly. <laughs>
2: Um, yeah man, you said you was an attitude era guy. You said Punk was the one who actually brought you back in. But as a kid, who who were you looking at during the um the attitude era, um, Nitro era?
3: Okay, so WWE wise, you know, obviously you had all things. You had Rock, um, WCW. I was a Papa Punk fan. And, you know, I know it's a little taboo to say his name, but I freaking love Chris Benoit, dude. Like, I loved everything about him wrestling, and I'm only talking wrestling, (laughs) (laughs) So, but, yeah, I was, to me, like, he's one of the guys, as far as, like, intensity. Like, I really, especially, like, his chops, I thought he was, like, trying to smack your chest off. Right. And and I, I was just a fan of his intensity, man, and, you know, to me, he was one of the guys that I tried to model myself well off of, you know. I am. Um, I. Uh,
2: I always tell people about the Benoit thing. I, I was a huge fan, and even to this day, like I don't really give a shit about people, what people think. I said, you know what? Look, whatever he did, what he did was fucking horrendous. But as a yes. wrestler, there's nothing you could take away from it. But I always said, I, I want to your thoughts about it. I thought that once he got into WWE, he went another level. Like he stepped it up yes. even more. Because we saw mm-hmm. him in ECW in in certain matches, we saw him in Japan, we saw him in um, WCW, and he was mm-hmm. top-notch. But uh, for some reason, in WWF, WWE, he took it another level.
3: Yeah, yeah, definitely, dude. I was a, you say, I was a huge fan of him. Um, to me, I think, you know, obviously, because you have Austin, you had a rock in this era. But to me, I feel like Angle and Benoit d- don't get the credit. That they deserved because they were under them, and to be honest, Angle and Benoit were better wrestlers than Rock and Austin. You know, yeah, Austin's yeah, that character, you know, better gimmicks, you know. But to me, as far from a wrestling standpoint, I think from like maybe oh three to oh seven, Kurt Angle might have been the best wrestler in the world.
2: No, I mean definitely. Yeah, hey, you could even throw Eddie in there because Eddie was
3: Eddie. And nope. another
2: one who who after after w c w he just took it to another level like he just yeah. he he brought more of that that um pure look of wrestling or what it is and you said that mm-hmm. you, you know these are guys that you were looking at um when you got into the getting into the business you got in late and you're saying something about that um as in it's a you know not to say it's a bad thing but you know usually guys do start early but that's been a new norm lately that a lot of guys are coming into the business a little bit later they're picking it up um not as not to say as a trade, but as uh like you said something that you know you didn't have an idea that you could do and you you can do it you found out that you can not do it uh mm-hmm. what was like the toughest things that are early on that uh was hard to, for you to get into when it came into to training and such what
3: was the hardest thing as far as like before I got into wrestling. Yeah, like was, when like,
2: you were, when, when I, you were, you were breaking in, when you were, when you were training, when you were working on, like, what was it like the toughest things? Like, you know, a lot of guys would say the first bumps uh, in the flatbacks
3: or um, running the, the ropes. The, so, okay. So the bumps and running the ropes, I caught on pretty fast. To me, it was the, you didn't realize how hard the workouts was. Like, as far as like the cardio, you know, people think, you know, you just get the training and you automatically in the ring. It's like, no, they work you out. They work you out. Like, our trainers work this out. You know, I remember dropping 27 pounds mm. in, like, two and a half months. Damn. I don't even think that long. I remember dropping because, like, before you even touch the ring, you're doing workouts. You're doing cardio because, at the end of the day, you got to be able to go. Right. You know, if somebody 15-minute match, you got to be able to go. So, I think, to me, that was the hardest. And then, you know, at Chicago we had multiple trainers. So he all you know different trainers had different you know different uh uh, uh workouts you know you get in there with with with, with Drew with Drew Gulak all right he you won't know, work yeah, you know um Orange Cassidy was different you know he was a little bit more he's fun, funny to say he's a little more laid back with his workout
2: <laughs> <laughs> no shit <laughs> no yeah. kidding. Yeah.
3: But, 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 but Orange Cassidy to me was like, I, I freaking love him, dude. Like he was what I learned so much from him. He was one of my trainers, uh, you know, but Hey, like I said, you got different guys, but yeah, had a cardio was something like I was a, I was always a guy that lift. I didn't do cardio like that. So I mm. used to get blown up really fast. So, you know, that, I, I would definitely say the cardio was the hardest thing for me.
2: Is it, You mentioned, um, um, guys like Cassidy, uh, guys like, uh, uh, um, Gulak and such. Um, did Kingston come your way when you were there? Did, did he make a pass through and visit you guys there? Because Kingston was a, a, a frequent flyer there in Shakara as well. No. So when
3: I was there, no, I don't know if he was. Yeah, he. I never seen him when I was there. Uh, as far as like training wise, I know like Chuck Taylor had came past. You know, Gulak came past. Cassidy came past. You know, we had um, you know, uh, solo Darling. You know, people like that came past for us. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, yeah, that was about that was about it as far as like you know, big name people.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: I, I, I remember the um, the the time the early days of Chikara, where people thought you know it was just you know it was the hokey side of wrestling, mm-hmm. in which people find hilarious to say about wrestling and all, whole. But it was you know it was the hokey side, but. It had such a growth, such a fan base uh, yeah. during the, during that time. You know, Claudio would go through there and such, and it was such yeah. a, um, a a welcoming uh, an environment for the 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 wrestlers and such. When you were when you were breaking in through
3: there, uh,
2: was there still that that fan base, that loyal fan base that was there for you guys?
3: Absolutely, absolutely, it was. Um... You know, full disclosure, I never watched Chikara day in my life. I didn't mm. know anything about Chikara, right? So when I got there, I'm like, what's all these ants and you know, all of these char- these mass characters and stuff? Like, I didn't know anything about it, but you know, Chikara had diehard fans, like people who loved it. And you know, and I grew to love it because you know, you obviously you know the people, right. but um. I grew to love it, but yeah, it was a hardcore fan base. You know, you would have your regulars, you would have your people, you know, going to show up every show, you know? So, and it was a great platform for me, you know, um, it was a, it was a bigger platform. So people, you know, more eyes were on us.
2: Yeah. And unfortunately, you know, uh, Chikara closes doors to due to some mm-hmm.
3: ridiculousness and such. So, mm-hmm.
2: uh, where did I leave you? What happened? What happened there?
3: So, fortunately, I was probably the last group or the group, second to last group that debuted. And, um, so before they shut down, I had tape out on me. Okay. And people see me, you know, obviously now, you know, on top of that, you got hookups. You know, we had, uh, I don't, I don't know if you know who a very good professional wrestler is, but he used to be Dasher Hatfield, but, you know, we had people that were, well connected all all over, so people would, you know, go out their way to get you booked. But, um, you know, we had like I said, you had other promotions that were fans of Chikara, so they would see me, and I was getting booked. I did uh, the Super Eight Tournament mm-hmm. in 2020. I was a year in, not not even, I don't even think I was a full year in, and I did the Super Eight. Wow. You know. Wow. Yes, yeah, that was that was huge for me. Um. Uh, I did, like, Paradigm Pro Wrestling in Indiana. So, you know, things just start happening for me. Um, basically, off of the, the tape that was out there of me. That year I had at, in Jakarta, where I debuted.
2: That's, um... It's funny, because you said it, you know, barely a year in 2020. Uh, things are starting to kick on and kick up for you. It, it, you're starting to get the motivation, and then, boom, fucking pandemic hits. Yeah. And... Must have been it. Must have been tough for you to to, to you know, have this this sense of uh of a ride about to happen. Everything seems like going away, and then this hits, and then it just becomes a lull. So what was it that um kept you going forward to say, yo, I, I this is this is gonna ride out. I'm gonna be something's gonna is gonna bloom after this.
3: So I, I say this um. Obviously, like you said, the, everything shut down. A lot of a lot of things shut down. But 2020, you know, it, it, I still kept taking bookings. Like, I I didn't stop. You know, I was hungry. Obviously, you're taking a risk because, you know, everything is going on. And, right. you know, so it was a lot of taping. So even with the pandemic, I just took advantage of every opportunity. Like, I took every booking. Like, 2020 was still a good year for me wrestling wise. That was a really good year for me, you know, putting myself out there. I still got a lot of and I was grateful for all of the bookings, you know, smaller crowds, you had some that were just taping and things like that, but that still helped me out. You know, even even with the pandemic going on.
2: Right. Did you um did you do like the outdoor shows and stuff like that?
3: Yeah. I did a couple of those. Uh yeah, I did a couple of those, like I said, I did some taping. Um, tables aren't the most fun, so I'll say that. <laughs> but, uh, you know, listen, man, you know, I wanted to keep getting those reps, man. Um, my body was just used to doing this, man. And, you know, when it first happened and everything shut down, I think we went like three months, three months of not doing anything, you know? So it was just, you know, gyms were shut down. So you trying to do these at home workouts and I was just itching to get back in the ring, man.
2: We're here talking to Devontae. He's uh going up against our boy Dominic De Niro in a match in which Timbrook Tabloid is sponsoring this uh this upcoming pro project codename wrestling show. And um like I mentioned earlier, I said uh Dominic looks like he needs to get his ass whipped and uh he should be doing he should be getting it one way or another because it's 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 coming. Um any any anybody else um down the the uh, down the eastern seaboard because I, I i you're in philly so you hit jersey you get to see um uh like you said you get the other outskirts you you you'll see um ohio indiana such as that. any anybody in new york city that uh, that you're looking at any promotions that you're probably looking to see that you could, you could
4: work with
3: um i've worked for a few like i did nywc okay um I know uh, Catalyst. They used to be called Capital. So, uh, but um, I did. I do them out of New York. They out of Brooklyn. Obviously, I would love to get down with Hogs. Um, I know that's a little hard, hard to do. But yeah, you know, NYC man. I I I, I like the crowds out there, man. I like like you said. It's it's basically just a bigger Philly. <laughs>
1: you know, same same time
3: people so hey listen you, yeah you
2: talk about hog so, i might know some people who know some people you know what i mean elbow elbow yeah. wink wink i might be able to make <laughs> something happen there
3: if you can do that man. <laughs> <if you> do.
2: <laughs> i you know i know a certain promoter or two i might be able to rub shoulders with i might help you out with that
3: oh <laughs> sure, uh, man my boy my boy's the rep wrestle for yes that, yeah the
2: rep is out there yeah definitely definitely
3: that's my that's my boys man they Philly guys too yeah yeah
2: so yeah, that, that whole you know that whole thing you guys had out there, uh, you know, the Chikara, CCW, and and um and and the likes. It, it's it's sad because Philly was repping really hard for a long time in wrestling. Mm-hmm. There was a time when um, New York City had a a, a lull uh, with 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 wrestling and in indie promotions. We only had maybe like one or two that was standing out. Or mm-hmm. even drawing, but Philly was out there hard body rapping. Were you going to indie shows as well at the time, checking in now and see what's going
3: on? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let me say, I just to be completely honest with you, dude, I knew nothing about indies, man. I was a uh, WWE guy for the longest. I, ECW was my favorite, but that was only because ECW was 30 minutes from my house, right? You know. Um, But I didn't know anything about the independent circuit. So when I came here, you know, I learned as I was going, like, who were the big names, you know, who were the guys out there and the girls out there. But I knew nothing. Like, I was ignorant to, to independent wrestling.
2: So what's your thoughts about it now, now that you're living a life like, you know, now
3: you're
2: I, I, rubbing elbows love- with the fan base and such?
3: I love it, man. I love it, man. I, I absolutely love it. I do have some I you know, my regret is that I didn't come into this earlier, man. But right. um I love the indie scene. It's a lot of talent. It's 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 so dope when you see people that you've either wrestled against or you've been on the card with, get signed, man. You know, ain't no hate or envy, man. I see I, I absolutely love that stuff, man. Yeah, you
2: know, get the hot dog and handshake, get get the payoff here and there and stuff. But it's still I, I love the indies because um, it's basically you know it's, it's my bread and butter because that's what I that's who I love to talk to on this on this podcast. I love talking to indie guys. I love talking to indie fans and such. But it's also one of those things to where you're at a show, you're at a bar, you can have a couple of drinks with the with the wrestler, have a conversation. Be it a guy uh-huh. who just left WWE or a guy who's on the come up like you, like it's just it's so uh, um, comfortable. And, and mm-hmm. intimate, where it's it's a it's a fun time for you guys. Who's who's a uh, uh, guys that you've you've met in the locker room has been inspiring to you in in your time so far?
3: Um, to me, a very good professional wrestler, like that's a guy that looked out for me. You know, did things for me that he didn't have to do. So you know, that's one of the guys that I look at. Um, I don't, I'm not sure if you know who that is, or not. Uh, but yeah, him. Um, What's his name? Sorry, I missed it. His name is actually a very good professional wrestler. <laughs> like that's his name. That's his name. That's his name. He used to be Dasher Hatfield. Oh yeah, you just uh, you just said
2: it, but that's Dash now is. <laughs> that's yeah, actually pretty funny. Yeah,
3: it's is great, man. Hell, uh, Cheeseburger. Hey. You know, probably, yeah, like that's where I train at now. Um, Cheeseburger's been inspiring. Uh. A lot of guys, man. I don't, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the Beyond Wrestling scene, but oh yeah, uh, definitely. Um, Sydney Bacabella, he's a good dude. Man, he's one of the commentators there. He's yeah, the yeah. Up and then Byron, man. Um, yeah, you know, guys, guys, guys like that, man. You know, and, and a lot of the people that we can you know, came from Jakarta, man. Like we, 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 we love each other, man. So you know, everybody want to see everybody doing well. So I would, I would say those people.
2: It's uh like I said. It's good to hear. I mean, because you know, you're you're my junior compared to to you know, age wise. Because you know, let's just say, mm-hmm. although I've never taken the uh, the usual bumps in a ring, but I am an elder statesman when it comes to wrestling. Mm-hmm. I've uh, let's just say I, I I've seen uh, Larry Zabisco's first bumps. Like, <laughs> oh wow. Wow. <laughs> no, wow! No, no, I'm not that old. I I could probably say I saw. Eh, Bret Hart's maybe, <laughs> maybe yeah. around, I was maybe about three or four when it happened. But you know, um, when it's 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 really it's really fun to see guys of your of uh, your age, your ilk, and such who um, didn't see wrestling in their in their in their future or in their lives and and took it in and and embraced it so much. It's always a a beautiful thing to see because, you know, a lot of, a lot of guys these days, they're very into, you know, getting their, their reels out, getting their high spots in. Uh, but you look like a guy who, and you sound like a, a gentleman who enjoys wrestling for, for what it is. Um, what are some of the lessons that you've heard, um, from the individuals that you've spoken to that, that helped to, that, that you've kept locked into, into your memory block?
3: Well, for me, um, Kind of what you said earlier, as far as, uh, you know, you got people that just want to get their spots in. to me, like, I, one of the things that was told to me is telling a story. Like I'm a story guy, you know, and it's, it's funny when you had this conversation with some, some workers or some fans, you know, when it comes to Randy Orton, it's just a love or hate thing with him. Mm-hmm. I love Randy Orton. I love everything about Randy Orton. You know, you get people that think he's boring, but to me, I love that. Randy tells the story in the ring. Randy sells his ass off. Randy, Randy is the guy that will show you less is more. You know, facial expressions, mm-hmm. man. You know, getting his character off in the ring, working on body parts. Right. I am a guy more than just, you know, of course you want to do your cool stuff, you know, and things like that. But uh, I'm more of the, I was told by Mike Quackenbush, you know, who was the head of your car. Definitely. You know, you want to build up to the climax you know, you want to build up to the climax. I'm not a guy that first five seconds of the match. I want to do a dive. Mm-hmm. So like, if I just gave you a dive in the first five seconds of the match, why would you care about my DDT that comes later right. when I just gave, you know, I just gave you the biggest thing that I'm going to do in this match. So I am like story guy to the core, you know? So, but that, uh, that's, that's one of the things, you know, um, that was taught to me, build up, build, build the matchup, get it bigger and bigger towards the climax being your finisher. Uh, I was told by a lot of people too, as far as your finish, protect your finisher. Right. You know, that's one of the things that I'm big on. You know, um, I re- it could be, my finisher could be broken up. My finisher could be, you know, your foot's under the ro- or under the rope or something like that, but mm. it ain't going to just be a clean. Uh, I'm not. I'm you're not, not kicking out this, of it. You're not going to Yeah, you're not going to kick out right. of it.
4: <laughs> I always
2: said. Listen, I always said, and, and like I said, being a wrestling guy for many years, and I'm also a guy who believes um, creatively and such. Like, once somebody kicks out your finisher, you got to throw it away. It's done. It's over. Exactly. You got to throw it away. You got to get a new. You got a new finisher. It's uh, it's funny because I've been um, if you uh. But now, because I've been listening to Cornette, uh, um, talk about him. Uh, but I was—I've I've been a fan of him for a while because I've seen him. But Mike Mondo has been doing a lot of tweets recently about um, wrestling f- uh, physics, you know, and his thoughts about it. And the one thing he said about a finish is: get a finish that you can use on everybody, mm-hmm. uh, from the biggest to the big to the smallest to the small. Get a finish that mm-hmm. works on everybody, because at least the fans would know that. You know, depending on how the the stories being told in the ring, the the um what the the the, the chemistry or whatever the case may be, or how it's going to go. One way or another, it, you're going to use it or try to use it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not going to be a weight and balance thing. Um, any any um insight on what kind of I don't know uh, gimmicks you would like to 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 work on for yourself later on, or you see that you can do?
3: as far as gimmicks
2: what, do you, what, what you mean yeah no maybe, you know they, they always give us minorities as the hip hop kind of people <laughs> like, <laughs> like I, I, it fucking frustrates me with that but it's like you know you know does your heel like you said like Randy is very versatile with that is there mm-hmm. any kind of like those kind of heel works or individuals that you you've, you've seen that you can probably emulate or take to another another level and such
4: yeah, I
3: mean, um, heel wise I'm trying to think, who are the guys that I love as heels, man? Um, do you know who, it's curious because he's in the Indies, you know who Darius Carter is? Of course! I freaking love Darius, dude. I love everything about Darius, man. Darius should never work face a day in his life. He, he was born a heel, man. And, like, he's one of the guys that I watch his matches, and I'm just, like, in awe. I'm on a card with him all the time. And I just, I'm one of the guys, curtain, curtain jerking in the back, like, you know, looking at his matches. And this dude, to me, is just everything to me. You know, a dude that has crafted his 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 character. I mean, everything, dude. You know, he, he's the guy to me that I look at. I'm like, wow. Like, obviously, we're two different type of heels. You know, I'm more of a. You know, angry, ready to fight. He's more of like kind of like William Regal ish. Right. You know, um, Darius
2: is a yeah, prick. He, I always fucking, whenever I run into Darius, I always tell him, I says, Are you fucking working me now?
4: <laughs> I mean, I was gonna, I was like, Can I just
2: get the real person for a second? I'm trying to talk business with you. Are you fucking working me? But I love it though, because that's exactly like, uh, it kind of, um, I kind of say that MJF kind of stole his gimmick a little bit, man, with that as well, which is a good thing. Yeah, it's a good thing.
3: I agree. Well, I'm not, I am not. Well, I don't know as far as that, but I do see the similarities. I'll say that. Yeah. Right,
2: right. <laughs>
4: People uh,
2: love Darius. Right. Yeah, Darius Dar- Dar is good people's, man. Um, it's just shocking that like I said that you've, you've been a guy who's only doing it for such a short period of time, and you, you're still, you, you're putting in the work it is. So um good for you man and I'm I'm, I'm happy to hear that yeah you're, you're you're cranking it out like this and um uh, uh big things big things coming for you by big things <laughs> um project code name wrestling man uh it, we got a uh, we got our boy Devontae's facing up against Dominic De Niro and um I know I'm going to get Dominic on the show in the next week or so I know that um he's going to be talking shit he's going to listen to the show and he's going to talk shit uh
3: no, was he could have he could've got that smoke last time, um, you know. What I mean? But uh, <laughs> he got hurt, you know, whatever. He caught a little break. Quo quote quote hurt. A I, I,
2: quote unquote hurt. hurt. Yeah. I'm not.
3: I'm not, mean,
2: not, I'm, I'm, not I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not believing the wolf ticket he sold. I'm not believing that shit.
3: Oh, uh, listen, man. You got to listen. You make sure you're in the building because after I get that dub, man, I'm coming straight to you. <laughs>
4: Uh,
2: before i let you go this episode I'm dedicating to um tag teams because uh there's a lot of um there's a lot of talk about certain tag teams that should be broken up certain tag teams uh that should stay together uh what's the um what's the best way to break up a team uh, or, or such but uh, uh do you enjoy working tag team matches
3: um I don't mind them. I don't mind them. I, I prefer singles, but I like tag teams. I don't, I don't have an issue with being a tag team at all.
2: I've heard, I've heard a lot of wrestlers say, yo, it works better for me. Cause I, I, I get break time. Like,
3: <laughs> I get yeah. To... Uh, it's the truth. It, 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 it is. It is the truth. It's kind of like work, you know, when you was in school, and you had a half a day, you know, <laughs> and, you know, you, you're doing half of the work.
2: Yeah. Right. Um, who was your, you know, your favorite tag teams coming up, uh, um when you were
3: growing up growing up you know obviously i was uh hardy dudley boys you know they were they were um my two favorite but uh as far as now man uh fpr is the greatest tag game in the world oh, to man. me man
2: that's such a gimme man that's a fucking alley-oop for anybody bro
3: <laughs> dude, let me tell you something dude mania weekend and i and i you know obviously i i like a lot of the things i've seen on mania but FTR and the Briscoes are my favorite two tag teams. Oh, DJ, I was please,
1: so torn, please. I was torn watching that match,
3: man. So torn watching that, dude, because I didn't know who I wanted to win. I love the Briscoes, man, and FTR. Dude, they are like old school tag team wrestling, dude.
2: I said that that match was probably the best tag team match I've seen in the past 20 years.
3: I agree. That, that was hands down the best, yeah. you know, cause people kept asking me, you know, what was the best match of the, of the weekend? I'm like, it wasn't on WWE. Sorry. <laughs> FCR Bristol. The best, the best match. Yeah. Dude, I'm at the edge of my seat. You you had big fight feel, man. You yeah. had the crowd before they even locked up. They were going crazy, dude.
1: Yeah.
3: You know? But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm huge, uh, FCR fan.
2: Yeah. I'm a big, I'm a big tag team. Um, I'm a big tag team fan. I it's been like that for years and I'm um conversation I'll have on the show. It's more like the uh, why do tag teams always have to break up such it's such uh, uh uh sour uh instances? Why does it have to be the the turn? Why can't we just have you know remember when uh when and when when they broke up uh Team 3D where they just went to different shows and such. It was like they went amicably. Like it was just like all right. It, it, why doesn't why can't it just be like, hey, yeah, we, we need to see more all right, if you lose the match, you guys can't be a tag team anymore. Shake hands and just walk away.
3: Like, <laughs> like that's, that's, you got certain promoters and owners that don't respect tag team wrestling in the in the in the beginning. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? I, I, I love to watch tag team wrestling, man. I think it you know, when it's done right, man, I think it's beautiful. Yeah. FTL Crisc that was art, dude. You're you were watching art and 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 I don't that has to be a best out of five series. Like I, I I can't settle just one one of those matches.
2: To to me, it would have to be a longer story for it because, yeah. um, I would have to see it at least once a year. Because <laughs> I yeah, mean, No, I agree. Dude. They gotta go
3: at it more. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. At least once a year. Give it. Give us yep. that 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 build up for those guys. And I I'm um. I'm a Briscoe's guy. I'm an FTR uh, fan. Um, Usos are, are, are great.
3: Um, yeah, I like the too. I'm a fan of Red Dragon.
2: Yes, definitely. Definitely for years. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm more inclined to say that uh, the makeshift teams are funny and they're cool, like the RK Bros and stuff like that. But Street yeah. Profits is a team that I know... There's so much more potential there, but I know that they're ready to break, um, break them up. I know they want Montez to be the guy.
3: Yeah, uh, especially when you know you get the Rock, one of the biggest wrestlers in the business, to say that he could beat him. Yeah, he gives him the rub
2: and shit. I know. Yeah, I mean,
3: I like Montez. Dude, I I think you know. Listen, man, I I don't I don't want the other. What's the guy? Dawson Dawkins. Yeah, Dawkins. And it's like. You know, I, I want them to stay together. I would rather them get money. You know, get get their shine together because I know what's gonna happen if they break up. You yeah. know, Montez is gonna shoot through the go through the roof, and Dawkins, you know, might be just you know a mid card guy, but it, you can clearly see Montez is special, dude. Like I, I watch him, and I'm like, this is this guy, God, He got the charisma, dude. That 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 frog splash he do is ridiculous.
2: The frog splash, the 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 drop kicks. It's just yeah. It's it's I, I can't I'm trying to I'm trying to pinpoint where I've seen it from but I really can't I really can't and it's so funny because people will sit there and go wasn't that private party and I'm like no although Mark Quinn who we know personally is actually a talented kid himself but it's like no this it's not them <laughs> all black people don't look yeah, like fam
3: the darker one one is the darker one,
2: right? Yeah, he's the one with the weird hairdo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It. Yeah,
3: yeah, I like him. I like him. I like him. <laughs> very, very
2: talented kid, man. But um, before I let you go, um, I see that you're a family man as well. Um, would you encourage people in your family to go in your line of work? Yeah,
3: yeah,
4: um, <laughs> yeah.
3: Well, I would. I would just tell them, you know, you got to It's a big commitment, man. It is a big commitment. You know,
2: because um, wrestling, professional wrestling could be a shady fucking business, man. It could be some real shifty is. shit going on.
3: It is, dude. It is, man. Um, she gotta have tunnel vision doing this stuff. Try to stay away from the riffraff and just focus on what it is the the, the 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 you know the mission at hand. You know, stay away from all of the Twitter drama and all of that stuff, and just promote what you're here to promote for. promote, promote your matches. Promote you know, things that you got going on and that's it. But it is some shady
4: stuff that goes on. in <laughs> You know what I mean?
3: But,
2: uh, <laughs> like I said, I want to, I want to thank you once again for your time. It was an awesome conversation and, um, I hope you enjoyed it. And just let everybody know what's your, uh, your, your social media, um, Connections. What what we going at? Uh, Elon Musk just bought Twitter. I'm not sure how long people are gonna be on that shit. But um, what <laughs> um, where where people can reach you at? Where they can follow you up?
3: Uh, Twitter is at PW. Uh, my Instagram is Devante's You guys can hit me up on that one, man. You know, DM me whatever you like.
2: I, and I'm definitely gonna I'm, I'm gonna add you on the on the gram because I got more conversation for you, and I'm hoping that one day uh, we'll get you back on because there's a lot more to talk about. But once again, thanks again for your time, and my guy, good luck. Matter of fact, I shouldn't even wish you. I know you're gonna fucking beat the shit out of Dominic. Sorry, D. We cool and everything, but you've been talking a lot of smack lately, and you need to get your ass whipped. Somebody needs to check you a little bit, man.
3: Basically, man. I got you. I'm going to take care of that. <laughs>
2: Have a good one, my guy. And once again, fill
3: up, boy. All right, man. Thank you, brother. Later. Peace.
2: Turbuckle Tabloid. Three, two, one. Tabloid.